Hi, I'm Todd with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast is created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversations. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. Hi, Brett. Along with us today is producer... Owen. Yay. Hey, Owen. Owen's here. Yeah, yeah, he's here. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Haven Brewing Company out of Peterborough, Ontario. And uh, we're going to also have two beers today. Please. Okay. Uh, the first one is a Hefeweizen called uh, Hefeweizen. Nice, nice. And the second one is the Mr. Grim R.I.P.A., which is a red IPA. Grim Reaper. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. And then to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about our own safe havens. Boom, boom, we are back. So, Haven is located at 687 Rye Street, Unit 6 in Peterborough, Ontario, which was previously mentioned. Has a similar outside look, kind of to the feel of Fork River here in London. So, we've been there before. We know what it looks like. Um, So, hopefully, people in the London area can kind of get a little bit of perspective on it. Correct. Uh, So, originally founded in 2014 by brewmaster Graham Smith and his brother Randy. Uh, this brewery started out with Smithworks, which was located in a building that was the former home of the Kawartha Lake Brewery. Oh, okay. Nice. So then the brewery then became Smith Haven in 2016, um, because apparently Smithworks sounded a little bit too similar, like another product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there might have been a, an issue there. Yep. Uh, but then finally, in April 2020, they got to where they are now, uh, where they were sold to Nathan and Andrew Anker, who now run it under what is known as Haven Brewing Company. So we've seen a couple name changes. Just a few, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Th- been through quite the journey. Throughout their time, but I mean, hopefully the quality of beer is where we need it to be, right? Yes. That's so the, what matters. The brewery itself is based upon brewing traditional European beers and brewed the, tra- brewed the traditional European way. Trust me, I know. English, again, is very, very hard, but I was able to officially get all my words out that I was trying to say. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like the fifth episode in a row that you have to give that kind of caveat, but the recipes that are they use kind of go back to what you're saying, Brett, um, with the European beers, right? So they're based on those traditional styles um, over hundreds and hundreds of years, um, so they've kind of stuck with that. So they, yeah. they don't kind of deviate a whole lot. Um, they're really trying to focus on good quality beer and focusing on specific styles. So without kind of those um, experimental, if you will. Yeah, and we're, and we're trying a Hefeweizen on today's episode, which is a traditional European beer. Very, right? so very traditional. I, I think that that really makes sense. Uh, in terms of actually where it's located in Peterborough, so it's kind of like in the middle of the city, uh, which is a great spot. Uh, kind of a little bit from downtown, lots of green space kind of around it. There's a park called Harper Park, literally right beside it. So I wonder if you can maybe to go into the park. I don't know. 
Maybe. <laughs> that would be a good, nice safe haven, wouldn't it be? It would be, uh, yeah. In terms of indoors, it's got that all real wood rustic uh, look. Great view of the tanks when you get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only unfortunate part is you can't go and touch them. Um, <laughs> you like sh- to touch the tanks? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with like being able to like really go get your... You know, money's worth. Go right inside. Sit beside the tanks. Climb right. up and look in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, you're there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Haven wants to kind of get involved in the community. And we've seen this before with a lot of other breweries. Um, we're kind of getting near the end of season one here. And we've seen it, as I say, with a lot of the other ones. So um, they do support local and they're very focused on the environment. So couple of huge things that we've seen throughout season one and uh, Haven's the exact same way. Yeah. So Peterborough's a bit of a hike from where we are. I'd say, I don't know if any of you have been there. I haven't been there personally. Not to the brewery itself, but to Peterborough. Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) How about to the brewery? No, no. I've never been to the brewery and neither is producer Owen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Peterborough in my life. Really? No. Wow. You know, it's just one of those places that doesn't jump out in terms like top 10 places to visit in Ontario. It's a beautiful spot. I don't think you ever see Peterborough on there. Beautiful spot? Well, but maybe, I'll have to go. Maybe you got to go. And, yeah. and have we tried Haven beers or previous kind of... Like Smith Haven or anything? Yeah, Smith no. Haven or... No. Because I haven't either. No. 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 no this so is, it, it's it's all fresh. brand new to us yeah. today. Perfect. Very, very fresh. So um, kind of the front man for this whole place is Nathan. Um, Nathan had actually a previous career in the automotive industry. So mm. it is really kind of cool to see individual shift from one career to the next career. Um, and, and this is now Nathan's focus. Yes. Well, and specifically in the auto industry, he was doing brand development, which kind of makes sense because when he purchased the brewery, they changed brands, right? They went from Smith Haven to just Haven and trying to grow that brand. Transferable so I think that skills. Makes, uh, exactly. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. Gotta love those transferable skills, right? Yep. Uh, so Andrew, uh, he's the guy that brews the beer. So uh, we like, we like we, him. We like Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Not to say we don't like Nathan, yeah, but we do enjoy fun. Andrew. <laughs> uh, so he graduated from the first year of the Niagara College Brewing Program. Uh, wow. That, yes. That's like three episodes in a row where we've seen someone from the Niagara Brewing it, right? Program. I'm yeah. thinking about taking that program. I think it. so. Getting out of the government, moving into the brewing <laughs> right? industry. Uh, so he's got 10 years experience in brewing and logistics as a startup consultant. So he's actually helped open up more than 10 breweries across Canada in the past four years. Wow. So if, then he figured, you know, why not do one himself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that, now you're at that point, right? Yeah. So uh, they actually, Haven actually recently purchased High Road Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're a contract, or they were a contract brewer. Uh, they were best known for their uh, Bronin IPA brand. Yeah. Uh, so they were one of the first New England IPAs to be brewed commercially in Ontario. Um, and that was done by Equals, actually here in R- London. Right here in yeah. London, yeah. yeah, for sure. So looking forward to having, you know, that brand kind of join the team. And yeah. again, brand development. We're expanding everything out to get, you know, a more reputable name in there, right? So we can be... And they can go just go up and be the big thing in Peterborough. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know when you said we. I was like, did we buy a steak? But hey, good on us. You know what? Is that part of doing an episode? We're we're now part owners? We're investors. (laughs) So the hours of Haven, we know this because we may or may not be part investors now. I'm really (laughs) contractually obligated. Uh, Hours are 12 to 5, Monday through, through Thursday, and then 12 to 6, Friday and Sundays. Now, for delivery... Uh, usually you're going to be buying in like either six packs or 24. So it's just based on the size of the order. Itself. Yes. You don't so, get to go, you know, pick one here, one there, one there. Right. It's you're buying a six pack or two, four. Yeah. And yep. it, which is perfectly 
Yeah, yeah it's fine. Go, right? And yep. they do they do actually carry some beers in bottles, some in cans. Mm-hmm. That's true. Some in both. So yeah, kind of kind of interesting. To and see I believe that. the ones that we're having today are both canned. I believe. They, that and is also bottled though, but we did we did get the canned yes. version of it. Right. Yeah. That's yes. right. For sure. That's right. Well, if everyone uh, listening is interested in getting some Haven beers, we're going to link all of their information on our social media, so you can check them out that way. All right. Well, gentlemen, let's blissfully move on to the first beer. A big shout out and thank you to Nathan for supplying the beers on today's episode. Yeah, we always much. enjoy the person more that gives us the beers. This uh, is true. I mean, how could you not? It's a fun fact. And the first beer yes. he supplied was a traditional Hefeweizen called Hefeweizen. Ooh. Yes. Mm. It has an ABV of 5.2% and 18 IBUs. So it is listed and described as a natural unfiltered wheat ale. Okay, so it's described also as a rich, bubbly thirst quencher. So we'll see nice. how that kind of comes out when we take a sip of it and what we look at, because we'll be able to tell if it's unfiltered or not. Yeah. Right when we pour it. We should be able to. Uh, so this Hefeweizen has aromas of bread, fruit, and a tiny bit of spice. And it is naturally cloudy. Which would make sense because it is unfiltered. Right. It should and be a little bit. With a wheat beer, you would expect some cloudiness yeah, for sure. sure. Yes. So in Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. And the overall rating for this Hefeweizen is 3.64 bottle caps out of 5. And a total of 722 check-ins. All right. You know what to do, guys. Let's open her up. And if you guys didn't know what to do, now you know. <laughs> True. Well, and if you didn't know, we're drinking this out of a Wizen glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. I'm a little slow here. The uh, cap was a little hard for me to dip in, dig into. Str- struggling. <laughs> that means it's full. Aluminum is difficult. It just, just means like the beer's full. You know? All oh, right. Goodness. I don't want to say I got a good pour. Chris, you got a good I one? I got a great pour. Actually got it all in the glass this time. <laughs> hey, that's true. Brett, you got a decent-ish pour. Decent. I'm good. Well, Not I, a lot yeah. of head on yours. We poured it with a little bit of head retention, so we are looking at about that two fingers for a head, and it is sticking around uh, that whole entire time. Pinky style over here. Pinky style. <laughs> pinky style. Well, it definitely looks unfiltered, and it certainly... Kind of has that natural cloudiness, I would say. Absolutely. Definitely a lot of cloudiness going on here. Yeah, sure. golden in color. Very much like that uh, kind of honeycomb you'd kind of expect, I suppose. Yeah. And when I first poured it, I didn't even have the glass near my nose. And I could smell that it smells like a, you know, traditional Hefeweizen. Yeah, yeah, same here. Like, I'm I'm very much getting that kind of banana kind of, like, smell through yeah. it. It's, it's definitely a banana on the nose. Yeah. It's, it's a strong banana, I would say. Strong banana. Which yeah. worries me a little bit. Right. Because <laughs> both you and I are not huge banana f- fans when it's right. in a beer. Yeah. Right. Now, producer Owen is um, kind of a specialist, if you will, in the Hefeweizen. So we're going to rely a little bit on his experience with this and where he sees it. So um, I believe... Yes. Speak I just, up now if I ever hold your piece. I, I read I read his lips and I believe it says, uh, it smells not so great. So again, that is just one kind of interpretation of this. So we'll see yeah. how we, we kind of it make almost, through it. It's like almost got like that banana smell, obviously. But like the banana has been sitting there for a while. Yeah, like All right. when you leave your bananas out on the counter and they get a little brown. 
Yes. Right. Like yeah. Exactly like that. Like yeah. it, that, those bananas then either end up in the garbage or into banana bread. Banana, I was bread. Say banana yep. bread. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> or a smoothie. Or smoothie. Because yeah. sometimes that, that's just a way yeah. of kind of, kind of masking it. So, um, I, I mean, producer Owen is saying that, you know, it's it's more maybe of the clove instead maybe. of the banana. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And, and Britt, you can kind of correct me and Chris. But maybe the three of us are more of heavy on the nose on the banana. Yes. Not the that clove. That would be me. Not the clove. Banana yeah. okay. for sure. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, sip this back, put it in the old tooth cave, and see what we get. The old tooth cave. Interesting. Yeah, that's a new one. Hmm. Not bad, actually. Not bad. Um, almost a little bit more carbonated than what I was expecting. Yeah, it is carbonated. I would say... That's a good point. I would say that the banana flavor, the, the banana smell that I was getting kind of does transfer into the smell or into the taste. Yeah. Which again, you would expect from a Hefeweizen, but it's just, it's not really that great for me. Yeah. And for, for myself, again, I'm not a huge fan of like that fake banana kind of flavoring, but as this Hef is, again, I'm just one sip in, I'm going to see how it kind of progresses throughout the flavor profile throughout the beer. Um, it is more of a true banana flavoring, I feel like, than it is more of a fake banana flavor mm-hmm. so i can appreciate that and i can kind of get behind that a little bit more yes um one thing they do mention that uh, this beer should be served between four and seven degrees in a hefeweizen glass so chris i like to see that they know about their proper glassware That's yeah the it, it is great to see on their can that they're telling you which glass to drink out of and it is the same glass we're drinking out and of today yeah. it is also telling you to not drink consume this beer if you are pregnant mm. well that's not a problem for me <laughs> I will second that. Also, not a problem for me. <laughs> All right. Sure, Owen, we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> so the top five flavor profiles as we move through it, um, I'll go through these and you guys can comment individually. That's fine. Um, gives me an opportunity to also drink a little bit more of this. So number one, banana. What do you guys feel like on the banana number one? I cannot disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, definitely banana is the number one flavor that I'm getting out of this beer. So number one flavor, number one scent, number one of a lot of things within this beer for sure. Yeah. Got a bit of a um, head nod. Yes, that banana is also there for producer Owen. Um, I was a, a bit confused there for a second because he was taking a sip. Sometimes but, he doesn't know his north, south, and his east, west. East, west. It's, it's <laughs> difficult. So banana, we're all good on that one. Number two, light. I don't think this drink's light, though. Like, I almost feel it like because of the carbonation, like, it's going to sit a lot heavier than what a normal Hefeweizen would be, right? Right. So, yeah. so Chris, what do you feel like on that one? Yeah, I, I mean, I get what they're what people are thinking in terms of light, because this is kind of a beer that you would drink in warm weather when <laughs> you're kind of looking for a lighter That's a beer. Good, yep, good point. So, I, I would say it kind of hits on that in terms of, like, it would be a nice refreshing beer to have on a hot summer day but in terms of light i'd say the flavors are a little heavier than what i would expect in something that i would describe as light okay i mean it is 5.2 percent on the alcohol right and so i think it drinks lighter than that almost like i could see this as more like a a three a three and a half maybe yeah um i would almost consider it crushable right maybe not necessarily on the flavor profile itself but just, just kind of how it's kind of composed. Yep, that makes um, sense. Number three on the list is clove. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, 
I don't necessarily know exactly what clove tastes like, I guess. Yep. I don't really eat clove. Same, same, <laughs> same. Yeah. Um, but I would say that a lot of Hefeweizens are described as tasting like clove, and this tastes like a, what I would expect from a Hefeweizen. Yeah. No, so. I, I totally second Chris's comments there. 100%. Smooth? Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, smooth? Yeah, it's smooth for sure. It definitely goes down smooth. Again, it's, it's not a bad beer in any instance of that. I think there's just something a little bit off for me. It could be the carbonation. It could, maybe could be the the power of the scent of the banana, and then when you get the taste, it doesn't have those two things don't line up right. for me. Yep. And then what about fruity? I, Would we consider the banana the fruit too? I, I mean, right? yeah, like yeah. banana is a fruit, obviously, but that's the only fruit that I'm getting from it, right? For sure. So, Brett, do you have any comments on that one or no? No, no, I'm, I'm good with that. Excellent. So. Those are the top five flavor profiles with this Hefeweizen. One thing I do want to mention is the canning of this beer. So yeah. uh, the, the canning of it was January 11th. And so that can play a little bit because we are sitting here now well into June or sorry, well into July. Very much into July. Yeah. And so that can kind of play a little bit of the freshness thing. So with sure. craft beer, we do want to consume it um, in the temperature range that is provided on this can as well as as early as possible because now we are was that seven S- months right yeah six seven months that's so about, that's a while about seven months so ideally you'd be looking at like a three to six month tops this isn't well beyond that however i would have really liked to have seen this beer maybe either from the tap right yeah or right after it's done being canned and, and i mean certainly it would impact the the taste of the beer i would say and also would be interesting we mentioned that they have this in cans and bottles would be yeah, interesting to taste sure. this from the bottle yeah as well. i think i think having this in a bottle definitely would have brought my ready or the tap and uh, producer own agrees with me on that in terms of tap bottle because probably tap bottle can that's that's the order that's i would that's the order i would like to do yeah. my thing right we've talked about this before in our special yeah. i believe right so yeah yeah so, uh, speaking of some special things, uh, we're going to talk about some untapped users. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it all, did it? Uh, uh, so, anyway, Tyler, you the first one. Yeah, so I got the first one here. So, Tyler D, the username is Ty underscore Demirs, uh, on February 4th said, This is an amazing full-bodied Hefeweizen, not overwhelmingly weedy, which is nice, subtle orange throughout with a nice spiced finish, perfect for a hot summer day, and a... And could drink many. Uh, 4.5 out of 5 for Tyler. And if I may comment, Tyler has a very great name. You would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> but in, in all due respect, with this rating here, it, I, I see what Tyler is saying. Maybe it's just a Tyler thing. Um, but I, <laughs> I do find it, it is a full-bodied Hefeweizen. Yep. Um, it isn't overly weedy. Um, I don't really get the subtle orange. I'd say the the banana kind of flavoring kind of overpowers it, and maybe there's a bit of a spice. Yeah, the, the subtle orange is kind of like because obviously it wasn't in the flavor profiles, and then you see that and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah it's it's there. Yeah, um, yeah, more so than what you thought when you were, had the first sip of this. Right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so the next one comes from a couple of people, uh, John Yu and Michelle H. So their handles are John Yurkart and Mishi Mu. Uh, on July 1st, they had it together, uh, and they had the same comment and the same rating, and their comment was, true <laughs> to so, style. That's so nice. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> that's so them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Classic John and Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> they said, true to style, and they both gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Nice. So, two relatively high ratings, if you will. Yeah. Um, to start ourselves off, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. 
All right, I'm a little bit lower. Uh, I'm going to give this a 3.0. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be, again, where no place wants to be between you two guys. Uh, so, 3.25. <laughs> uh, producer Owen is kind of going down a little bit. Yep. Uh, 2.5. Nice. So, that's going to give our overall score of a 3.06, which will round down to a solid 3.00. Yeah, sounds good. Well, stay tuned because we're going to try beer number two next. Alright, so the second beer we're having is from Haven's limited edition Havoc series, which is called Mr. Grim Reaper. So we got a limited edition? We did. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're very special like that. So this beer is a 6.0 ABV and it has 65 IBU. Yes, so the beers from the Havoc limited series are kind of, you know, going from their safe haven and moving into more of the adventurous style that uh, Canadians have grown and loved. Right. Uh, this beer specifically is a beautifully balanced beer. Again, red IPA with a solid malt backbone that combines with a nice pine hop punch and character. So that's how it's described. Yes, that's how it's described. And that's how it is because we've not had it yet. Right. So we'll see what we think of it. So on Untapped, there are 21 check-ins with an average rating of 3.77. Bottle caps out of the normal five. So... We'll see what everybody thinks of it uh, when we get there, but let's grab our glasses, grab our cans, and let's open her up. And again, when you have your red IPA glasses at home, perfect time to bring them out. <laughs> exactly. We're drinking this out of uh, a red IPA glass, uh, so make sure to use the proper glassware. Uh, speaking of pours. Perfect pour. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? That is, you remember not the first one you said it was like two fingers? That's like. Oh, fist. yeah, but this is an IPA. It's a little different. You know, but still. You want to you make sure you get a good head on I, it? I will say we all got a pretty, yeah, we all pretty, did, pretty like, big head on it. I would say oh, this. Yeah. It, it kind of pours that way. It, 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 it almost has like a stout like head. I was just, yeah. Yes. And, the, and the way that it kind of looks like it's, it's more of a condensed um kind of head on it right like it's more of a instead of like big kind of like bubbles you're dealing with more condensed kind of uh yeah it's like more more foamy Foamy, yeah 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 for sure almost like we talked about in one of the producer specials pouring out of the physics machine right in terms of that micro foam nice yeah that's good um looking at it it's it's difficult just based on uh, what we're dealing with with uh, the internal light in this building. It is very dark, but I it mean, is dark. I, I don't mean, know it, about... it, it's a red IPA. Like it's it's as dark as you would expect a maybe like a brown ale almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so producer Owen's really helping out. I'm kind of getting um, I'm almost close to a seizure here just by the uh, light getting thrown in my eyes. But you do see the the redness in it. It's it very red from it. over here now on my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, with the light, light behind light it. Yeah. yeah. Um you can't really see through it, right? So it is what it is, but like again, because of that <laughs> foam is there's there's not a whole lot of movement from it. Like that's actually I, pretty I'm, impressive yeah, what you're doing, what right, you're now. doing right now. Yeah. Like I'm swinging this puppy around on a decent uh, area rug, and like there's no movement. Like, that's it's like some major centrifugal force. Literally, right what wow. it is. And, right? and just so um, Tyler's fiance knows, there's actually been no spill on the carpet. No spillage. Wow. 
No so that's good. So why don't we get into this? And obviously, I think we, we, looking around, we all have head retention. Even producer Owens, who we uh, cracked open just a little bit before. Um, yeah, it's definitely hanging around. So we're going to get that. We're going to get that uh, taste a little bit of the head before we get to the actual beer. So this is going to be a two to three sipper before we really kind of get into that flavor, right? Correct. And one thing of note, uh, this beer should be consumed between 8 and 10 degrees Celsius. Oh my goodness, that's great. We had a little bit of a gong show, literally, from hey, Chris. but still no spillage. No spillage? Just so, a, you know what? It's okay. Hit, no hit the microphone as much as, much as you want. That's the most important part. All right. Are we, uh, we going to taste this? I think, I think so. I think so. Bottoms up, fellas. Well, yeah, I, I took a couple sips, like you mentioned, Tyler. Definitely a lot, a lot of malt coming through. Heavy, heavy malt. They they did say, you know, a balanced taste of malt and a piney hop character. Well, I would say malt, yes. Pine, yes. Hops, yes. It's bitter. Um, oh, they're definitely delivering what's advertised. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no? No, I don't think so. See, when they say a balanced. Okay, yes. Yeah. I I think that the flavor profiles, which we'll get to in a second, are there. I do taste the malty. I do taste the pine. I get it. However, the balance portion of it, um, this is like a teeter-totter when I was growing up. Um, I'm on one side and my mom is on the other side and she was a little bit bigger than I was. Okay? <laughs> not so balanced. We're not teetering. We're tottering. I'm not yeah, even going to touch that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. But I get what you're saying. Right. Like the... Yes. Like, the, the, call my mom bigger than me? No, uh, I was going to I believe ask, you I just did ask. that. <laughs> is, is your mother the I malt or is your mother the piney? <laughs> let's, let's call it spade a spade. I mean, I was a, a young, young kid, right? Like, obviously, majority of people are larger than I was. Um, and, and they this still, they still <laughs> are. this day. Yeah. So, you guys get it, right? I, I know what you're saying. It's not necessarily a balanced beer because I think the malt is overpowering right and when i look i continue to pour this kind of head here and it gives me more of like a um milk shaky kind of like frothiness right like it can retain its head and i don't know i've got maybe i don't know a centimeter centimeter and a half maybe two of like that head that is above the glass yeah and it and it's kind of Sits floating there. above it, yeah. And, right. and, and I would say if I had this as like a blind tasting, if I didn't know that this was a red IPA, I wouldn't even think IPA. Right. Like, okay. To me, this is like it's a cross between a red ale and a brown ale. Yeah. The one thing I will say is that looking at it, like looking at Tyler's glass right now, it looks phenomenal. Like in terms For of sure. the, the head retention there and yeah. the pour, the presentation, the of presentation, it. great. Yep. And that's where it ends. Right, and I'm looking at producer Owen as well as your glass a little bit, Brett. There, um, as you drink through it, is that there is significant lacing. Yes, there is. As we consume the beer, so um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I've kind of said my comments, Um, Brett. Why don't you do us a flavor (laughs) and go through the top five flavor profiles? You're so funny. Thank you. Uh, So number one is multi. Extremely. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That might be yes. one through four. Yes. <laughs> yes. For real. It's a very multi, it's a very multi IPA. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number two, smooth. Uh, no. 
no. I'm I, not, I can't get there. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not there. Okay. Number three is piney. Yes. I would say pine is certainly the second most dominant flavor in this beer. Mm-hmm. I, I would go maybe hoppy then piney, but I'll get there. Yeah, and number four obviously okay. is hoppy. Um, obviously as, as, as it would be. As, as it would be. Yeah. And number five, subtle. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> own hard on the no. Hard on the no there. We, we've seen this in a couple beers, I think, that we've had is uh, the subtle flavor profile. And I understood it in other beers. This one I don't because I think the, the maltiness and the pininess and the bitter and the hoppy really is right in your face. It's not subtle at all. Yeah. Yeah. If bitter I, is more in a way they want to go. Right. When I say malty could probably be flavor profile one through four. I mean, that's not subtle. Like, right. Just, uh, in for its sure. Sense, right? Absolutely. Like, that's just the reality of it. So um, I think one of these one of these things is that it's trying to be that West Coast IPA, also trying to be the East Coast IPA with, you know, everything kind of going on. And that balances yeah. out to be, you know, almost like an amber, if you will, right? <laughs> but, and that's the thing is it's not an amber. It's it's not it's the yeah, kicker. I agree. Like, right. It it's too hoppy and too bitter to be an amber. Right. But it's as malty as an amber. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't mind like red ales, but like I know what I'm getting when I drink a red ale. Right. Being a red IPA, I don't know if there's like an identity crisis here, and it's just trying to figure out: Are you more of a red ale or are you more of an IPA? And if you're like kind of like this fifty fifty swap. I don't know, but if you're going to be listed as an IPA, I expect something a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I get the IPA part because it is it, it does have the hops, right? And the bitterness, right. which you would expect from an IPA. So I guess that's where it distinguishes itself from a red ale. Yep. I, I would say it, maybe this sh- they should have maybe tried to brew this as a red ale and just left out all of that bitterness. The, the one thing that uh, producer Owen just came in with because, you know, he hit this one right on the head. Um, when you have this beer, you're supposed to think of the Grim Reaper, right? Obviously, that's the play on words. Right. And that the Grim Reaper hits really hard. Yeah. And I think this beer, spot on point, is it hits really hard in your mouth and the palate and everything else. It does. Yeah. So, I mean, our opinions are just uh, three plus one. Um, so let's go to the untapped users and uh, maybe add in uh, two more. Yes. So the first review is from David G. D. Gallucci. I think that's how I'm saying it. On uh, June 8th, said, The world needs more red IPAs. Great amber flavor with some hops. 4.25 out of 5. Interesting. Yes. Do you think the world that, needs more red IPAs? I, I was just going to say, I, I don't know. I would say I, I like uh, traditional East and West Coast IPAs mm-hmm. quite it's an, it's an acquired taste, I think, of the red IPA. Fair, fair. Uh, so the second one comes from Ryan M. Uh, handle is RPG underscore McLeod. On May 22nd, said... Really nice malt, a crisp finish, bitter on the aftertaste. Uh, I would agree with that. 3.25 out of 5. And interesting to note about Ryan is Ryan has over 4,700 check-ins. So He's had a few beers. He's had a few. Yes. So before we go on to our ratings, I uh, do want to touch on the can. Um, yes. I think the Grim Reaper is on the can. I think he's on there. He's, he's going to come and get you. He's coming for you. Yes, he is. I, I will say, um, I'm not wonderful sh- insight there, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the the design of the can is especially great because the contrast uh, between the the black 
of the Grim Reaper and the red font is a little difficult to read. I would say the Hefeweizen that we had first, the right. can was much yeah, better. Yeah, clean, crisp, th- concise. Than sure. the yeah. Easier Grim from Reaper. an accessibility standpoint, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, even right. myself, who, you know, not to brag, 2020 vision. But same, same. Yeah. Also same. Air high five. Even producer Owen. There nice. you go. Uh, even we are struggling with kind of. I cheated it. on my exam. Yes, I uh, heard. <laughs> I heard about this a few times. <laughs> All right, so Chris, what do you got for a rating on this one? So for this one, um, I'm gonna go like 2.5 on this one. I'm struggling to kind of see where this goes in. Uh, 2.75. Fair enough. I'm going to come in with a 1.75, and producer Owen is going to give it a 2.0 flat. Again, I, I, I like the kind of red, amber kind of like feel to it. However, overall, um, just I, I'm kind of confused between the IPA style and this red style. So I don't know. That's that's kind of where we're at with that. So, um, yeah. yeah. Chris, what do we got here? So, you know, this one is coming in probably one of our lower uh, beers of the yeah. season, but we're going uh, 2.25 overall as a team. So that concludes the review of Haven Brewing and the two beers that we had today. Yeah, so stay with us as we talk about our own safe havens. And we're back and looking for an escape already. I know we just kind of came out of COVID a little bit, but yeah. uh, maybe we need a little bit of a break. What do you guys say? Yeah, spending too much time with you guys. Oh, yeah. God. Cut, <laughs> please. Cut me deep. Cut me deep. So, uh, Haven Brewing Co. has inspired us to kind of talk about, you know, our own uh, safe havens, right? So, um, let's kind of go into a bit of a conversation with respect to um, our havens. So, let's start. Well, let's go, Chris. Brett, um, Owen, myself, we'll kind of do it in that order. Yeah. Um, what's everyone's kind of go-to spot? What do you got to kind of get away from everything and everyone? Do you have a spot? Do you not? Is life perfect for you? Yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but No, but what I would say is I don't necessarily have a spot per se, but I would have a... I guess like a, a mindset that I want to get into, right? So, so mental space. Yeah. So like if yep. something's kind of bothering me, uh, if I want to kind of get away from my problems, that sort of thing, I might just throw in my headphones, um, listen to some really great music that I like for a couple hours, something That's country like that. music as we learned earlier oh, yeah. in the season, uh, right? Absolutely. Some okay. country music. I was going to say yeah. your problems, 99 problems, but beer ain't one. Ooh, oh, that's true. Nice. Yeah. So, so just throw in my headphones, just kind of, escape to the music kind of thing um and then i always kind of feel better after that so that's that's what i would say not necessarily a specific physical location but just kind of a a mental state nice good for me it's my six minute commute from my house to work every morning and my six minute commute from uh work back to my house no i'm kidding is that is that all it takes is that Uh, seven if i get stopped at stoplight well i've got you beat i'm about 30 second commute to my office yeah i hated my 30 second commute when i did that nobody beat yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, do, a, you do, you do though because I'm, a, I'm an hour. You know, yeah. a lot of you don't have to use a lot of gas because you know you just plug that baby in and plug bam. it in. Um, so do you do you actually I, have like kind of a in, a, in all seriousness? I mean, I do have uh, my I guess man cave used to be downstairs now it's in my garage because uh, you know I had to get taken over for a daycare. Um, so <laughs> it just naturally happens. So you know I got a nice 
projector. Maybe it's not 126 inches, but it's pretty close um, out there. And I also have TV, internet TV out there so I can watch a Jays yep. game while having, you know, my beer fridge right below. Nice. And a nice selection of beers that I drink very, very responsibly. Perfect. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody's got their own kind of haven, right? And so for myself, kind of growing up, I'd say whenever I had some relationship issues or anything like that, or I needed to kind of get away from everything, I would actually drive to a ball field. So I would drive nice. drive to a ball diamond. Um, it probably wasn't, it didn't look good, I'm sure, from the outside. But um, I drive to a ball diamond, I'd sit behind the plate and I would just sit there and I, I would kind of unload my feelings and, and kind of go through thought process um, and, and deal with whatever I was dealing with at that time. And that was kind of my safe like kind of place, right? So whatever that looked like, it was just whatever the closest ball field was, I would just drive there and, and think things through. And, and sometimes, you know, I end up kind of, you know, having some solutions and sometimes you don't, right? Yep. And that, and that's just it. So, um, producer Owen says, uh, lawn tractor, you know, kind of cutting the grass, putting on the headphones, um, or hearing protection, however you want to deal with it. Maybe your headphones are also your hearing protection. Right. Noise canceling. Yeah. With the radio. They're called beats. Okay. (laughs) With the radio in there as well. And just kind of, um, taking that time and appreciating every second that they have with it. Right. So, um, whether it's the kind of like ball diving, you know, playing at the, a, a game kind of just keeps you distracted and, um, you know, from life and just kind of focus on the game. And mine was a little bit different. I think from the ball diving kind of aspect of it, it was just, I would just go there and just kind of like think, um, yeah. I wouldn't actually be playing in a game. Sometimes that does help. Sometimes it doesn't. Cause um, playing in center field. Sometimes though, the, t- the 12 year olds that you're watching did ask you to play cause they thought you were 12. Yeah. So, uh, playing in center field, you, you'd go ahead and you'd have this opportunity to kind of, you know, too much thinking time, right? You'd, right. You'd, Cause you don't get a lot of play, right? Yeah. There wouldn't be a whole lot. So, um, there's that. So, um, let's go through kind of what would your dream kind of haven be? Was it your house? Is it something local? Would you pick something, you know, more international? What would you kind of look at Chris? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything kind of specific other than just like wide open outdoor space, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like when I think of Haven, I almost think of like just getting away from people and the world and just kind of being alone, not even with my thoughts, but just kind of like thinking about something other than what I might naturally be thinking about. So right. just something with a lot of space even like just a wide open field, right? Just to yes, kind of yeah. just like be alone, look up at the sky, whether that it's at night and you're looking up at the stars or something like right. that, or looking at the clouds, whatever. Less light pollution or something. Yeah, yeah. Nice. for sure. Nice. For me, I have uh, two. So one would be uh, the beach because uh, at the cottage, because, you know, it's a couple minutes away. Just go there. You usually take the dog but for a walk. But you don't like to swim, right? Do you not like to swim? So you just like walk Like literally just walk the beach. Yeah. There's a bunch of shipwreck uh, nice. about 10 minutes from the cottage. So usually yep. maybe in the morning, wake up and... Take the dog down there. The second one uh, has a few more people involved. Um, usually, a good safe haven for me would be sitting about like second or third row up at a Jays game, mm. uh, and hopefully we can get back to that point before the end of the year, because uh, that is the first thing I'm doing as soon as I get that notification that Jays are coming back. <clears throat> I'm booking a ticket. <laughs> good, yeah, no, that's that's really cool um, for myself. I don't know. I just kind of escaping a little bit. I've been looking at like motorhomes and, um, we'll kind of have this conversation we were on, um, 
skip shed talk earlier on right and yep. so we kind of talked about that too is just kind of like going east coast or west coast and appreciating the uh the country that we have and uh just kind of getting away and not really focusing on work or anything like that and just um i don't know I, we make fun of it right with the trip to asia but at the same time it was an opportunity to kind of go ahead and say I'm just, I'm doing something that's out of my comfort zone. I'm seeking discomfort and I, I follow yes theory on YouTube and whatnot and just doing something you wouldn't normally do. And I think if we kind of pulled everybody to say, Hey, am I going to head out for a month? I I guarantee a lot of people wouldn't think that I would normally do something like that. I sure as hell didn't think you were going to do it. Right. Right. And so it's, it's kind of seeking that discomfort and trying to figure out kind of who you are and understand that a little bit more. So, um, Chris, do you want to say what, uh, producer Owen's got written down there? Yeah. So Owen, uh, kind of a little bit like me interested in a lot of kind of space, maybe like a log cabin in the woods with a lakefront, just kind of away from everything. So I think we're kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like items that we might tag to our haven, um, to me, I'm kind of thinking, you know, we're, we're talking about maybe top five items. I might go even Roughly. a little bit less yep. Um, because to me it's like less is more. So I'm still a big iPod user because I can uh, put a ton of music on you there. Have an iPod so, shuffle? Uh, I don't have a uh, shuffle. <laughs> Nano? Uh, I have like the original iPod, like 64 gig. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that, thing's like, that thing's like huge. It, it's really it's big. It's a bit yeah. of a brick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but I can fit like 8,000 songs on there, right? So, I've got a few albums that I can listen to, you know, front to back that I would just put on there uh, and listen to those. I might even tag like a baseball and a glove just to throw like pot flies and just catch them, yep. right? Like, because obviously you can't, play, you can't play catch by yourself. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I'm not a huge reader, but maybe some books, right? Just okay, to yeah. kind of get away in some books, fiction, sure. nonfiction, whatever yep. it may be. Hey, uh, set me up with a cooler at a beach and I think we'll be okay for most of the day. Um, <laughs> and then also like have some music as well. Uh, and then maybe once it kind of got cooler, if you kind of almost have like one of those projector, like inflatable projector screens, you kind of yeah. plop that up at the beach, watch, watch like a Jays game, watch a whatever kind of event, movie, whatever, on the beach with one of those things. Yeah, that'd be a perfect uh, safe haven for me. Nothing nice. better with a nice view of the water while also sipping on a very good beer. Nice. Yeah. No, and that all makes sense. Um, for myself, I think first and foremost is just kind of creating that kind of escape, right? So yeah. an RV uh, would be number one. So that way I can be very mobile. I can go to the beach. I can go see mountains. I can go east coast. I can go west coast, north, south, whatever it might be. Um, and inside that RV, there's got to be some amenities, obviously. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Obviously. <laughs> Um, one, I need to have my PS5, um, okay. <laughs> that way I can play some video games. You know, if it's not nice weather, I could just still kind of connect with the friends. Right. Yeah. And so, um, throughout COVID, uh, thank God for the PS5 because it sounds silly, but it was in a way that I could interact with Brett, uh, producer. It's been a good OA. safe haven for sure. Yes. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> from my uh, Sting baseball team, right? So yeah, you couldn't connect with my PS3 though. Yeah, and I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> but it was an opportunity to kind of see those things. And um, I mean, I need to have a kegerator in there and some beer. So obviously, oh, yeah. we wouldn't be drinking it as we uh, drive. But once we get to a location, I would Just enjoy. Got to hire a driver. Enjoys kind of uh, setting up shop and uh, and having a kegerator. And Brett, do you want to say what the uh, kind of some of the number of things there are? Yeah, for, for producer Owen, yeah. um, you know, beer because like, come on, 
Let's let's be serious here. Right. He's gonna need beer. Uh, two music. Big fan of the country. You know, um, Luke Combs maybe. Maybe a little, a little of that. Yeah. Uh, number three, access to sporting events. Obviously, you know, TV, some sort of streaming. PS Five. Yep. PS Five. Uh, four. Uh, he's gonna need his lawn tractor. Um, so I think what he's gonna do is drink a beer while watching something on a projector while cutting his lawn, mm-hmm. but right. also mm-hmm. like the Grim Reaper with like a chainsaw and just kind of like running no, that around too. That, that, I wouldn't say that's a Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very up to date <laughs> on my horror characters. Yeah, yeah. But who does, is that Freddy or Jason who does a chainsaw then? No, that uh, that would be more Jason, I think, than Freddy, it? right? I don't know. Freddy Krueger Fre- has the claws, hands. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's yeah. sure. I tried. What can I say? <laughs> you did. Yeah. So I think that kind of just wraps up kind of some of our safe havens. And, you know, to be completely honest, uh, when we post this episode, we'll probably put something in our uh, Instagram story at some point. Um, we'd like to hear what your havens are and how you kind of get a, you know, away from everything else. And um, this is one of our last episodes of season one. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in our farewell a little bit. But uh, we, we really want to kind of focus on how everybody has been coping and uh, how you would cope as well. So we'll be right back with our farewell. All right, so that's going to be all for today's episode. Just a heads up, next episode we're going to be taking, you know, a little bit of a different approach on this. It's going to be our last main episode of season one already that's eh? a lot of episodes we've done it's crazy so we that made it. yeah you know what we uh kind of were ambitious when we looked at this project at the very beginning of um setting out to make craft beer connoisseurs and we had some really great contributions um and look from, at all the producers we've had yeah I know. right so many how we, did we get that many i don't know we must have so many friends lots I know. of lots of friends so um the way we're going to do the last episode of season one you're going to see it you're going to hear it um, it's going to be kind of a special season kind of in review. It's going to be a wrap up episode. Yep. So it's not going to follow the same structure as a normal main episode, but, um, thank you everybody for following us all along this journey, sticking with us, promoting us, um, and, and being a follower, a reviewer. And, uh, thanks for everything for, uh, for season one. Yeah. So that's a good, uh, good point. If you haven't listened to the rest of our uh, episodes in the first season make sure you do so that in our final re- review of uh or recap of season one you can kind of follow along and thank you again for listening today keep on listening every other thursday as craft beer connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off thursdays for a producer special make sure to tell your friends family and your favorite locksmith because if you are locked up you are very very safe yeah so from all of us and producer owen i'm tyler i'm brett And I'm Chris, and together we are the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.